0: So we we are blessed to have uh, Pastor Mike Lepton speak this morning. I hope we've got our hearts ready, our ears open, notebooks that they're ready to write down those notes this morning as well. So it was re- really encouraging to hear those uh, foundational years uh, that Michael shared at the anniversary uh, 75 years, 1948. Was anyone anyone here for that? It is available as a podcast, I do believe that interview with Michael so listen to it online if you haven't heard it already but let's just pray as Pastor Michael comes to speak this morning. Our oh, Father we do be- believe that you've already started to ready our hearts for your word this morning what you would want to speak to us and Lord we thank you for the wisdom and the experience the journey of Pastor Michael and Lord as he opens up the word and Shares what he, he's prepared and what you've prepared in him. Lord, I just pray that we would receive it and your Holy Spirit would move in us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, let's welcome Pastor Michael as he comes to share this morning. Are you all right with this,
1: Good morning, all. It's lovely to see you. You've weathered the bad weather, or whatever it was. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. For some of us. You know, I'm delighted that we are in those days that we can look at them and we can consider where we really are in the light of what the Bible says. It's interesting when you look at the Gospel of Luke and there in, verse, in chapter 21, it says a few words talking about when the Savior was talking to the disciples just before the Last Supper. He said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. On earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity, with roaring and the tossing of weeds over the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming to the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption draweth nigh. That, to me, is always a precious part of the word of God. The reason for that is simply that over the many, many years, and there's been a few years, obviously, that I have been privileged to be able to listen to other people and also experience the reality of changing times. We live in a world today that's full of fear, it doesn't matter where you look, whether it's in the home, in our own situations, in our nation or across the world and looking at Palestine and, and all of that as well. The Bible is very clear that these are signs of the days in which we live. And what are they assigned to? They're signs that are showing that the coming of Jesus Christ is very, very near. I know that years ago, when we were talking about it, I remember people coming into our home back in '48, before '48, talking about the coming of Jesus Christ. And it was always part of the conversation. It didn't matter what they were talking about, it all came back to that again. But then, of course, the reality was Jesus Christ could not have come then because 1948 was the year in which Israel was formed back to its own nation, back to its own place. So they were always talking about something that was going to happen way in the future. Well, here we are, 75 years later, we are in the future. And I am delighted to know this in my soul, that God is real. And it doesn't matter what's going on in our world, it doesn't matter in that sense, because at the end of the day, he's in charge. God is the God who knows all about these things. Though we live in these days when Jesus was talking and he made a simple statement, my peace I leave with you. I've always believed, and always by the grace of God seen, that no matter what is happening in life, my life or the world around me, I've always known that I had the peace of God in here. Trauma could happen and has. With Yvonne and myself, all sorts of things have happened, the family and all the rest of it, but you know, I've always known the peace of God. When you know that, all around you can be chaos. But there's an assurance, there's confidence, there's a real truth that the living God loves you. That Jesus Christ, who came into the world 2,000 years ago, didn't come just to be a person of history, but he made a future a future for everyone who would trust him and come to him and would know him as saviour. In the Bible, and you go also into uh, 2 Peter, 2 Peter 1, and these are the words that are written there for us. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness and for the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us a very great and precious promise so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world around you. His divine power. What are we talking about there? We're talking about the Holy Spirit. As we know, we are a Bible believing church, and therefore we believe there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the one who's the power that moves in people's lives. He's the one that can bring people and he's the one who can encourage them to see Jesus. He's the one who actually empowers us to live our daily life. That is what Peter is saying. Our knowledge of him gives us the power to live through the day. Of course we're living in difficult times. The Bible talks a lot about it. In fact, the coming of Jesus Christ is the second most talked about thing in the whole book. Back in the Old Testament, hundreds of years before Jesus Christ, they were talking about the coming of Jesus. They were talking about the second coming. When he first came, he came as a baby. We well, were remembering that in a few weeks' time. That was in Bethlehem all those years ago. But in reality, of course, that was just the beginning of an earthly story the heavenly story began millenniums before that when God created man and woman he expected them and wanted them to be his friend his intention was that it would be a world that would be without corruption without any difficulty, without any awfulness but of course we know that they failed because the devil was strong, you know a lot of people today don't believe in the devil well trust me, he's real they don't believe in evil they just think well it's the way it all it is it's not the way that God intended it it's the way we had to deal with it but you know what even though that happened and Adam and Eve we won't blame them too much they were human the fact is that they fell and from that came sin into our world I know it's a word that we don't use very often these days but it's very real. It's that corruption of something that goes on in the mind and the soul and the very being of people. And when that happened, God put into plan what he'd already prepared for his son Jesus to come and make a way. A way that we should come back to God. A way that we could know peace. the way that we could see forgiveness of sin. And know with assurance, even though the times are troubled, even in these last days of time, and they are we would know that Jesus Christ is so real. He is waiting and just waiting for the moment. It's funny when you talk about the Second Coming, of course, people were asking, and I've asked over the centuries of time, when is it going to happen? And I know there's those people who are very clever, much cleverer than me, of course, who say, well, it's going to be then, it's going to be now, it's going to be whatever. There's a certain organisation said it was going to be in 1914, That was a war, not the coming of Jesus. (coughs) And so it's gone on over the many years. People are trying to give dates and times. It doesn't work like that. Jesus said, only God the Father knows when. But what I will tell you this morning is this. He is waiting to come. He's waiting for that moment. And the Bible says that when people are gathered against Jerusalem, when all of that is happening, it is then that this will Come, that moment will happen I'm not saying it's this week or next month or anything like that but I am saying look up because your redemption draws near the coming of Jesus is near now in 2 Peter 1 Peter knows the situation and he makes a point very clearly he said I want you he said to be careful and remember this his divine power has given you everything you need Always keep adding to your experience. Now, I've been a Christian for a very long time, and, uh, well, 70-odd years, and I've been privileged to be a preacher and a pastor for over 60 years. But you know what? Peter says here, always keep adding to your experience in God. If you've got faith... And I pray God you have, then add to it godliness. To godliness, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. All these things, because it speaks into the fact that we are in our world. We are people who have a troubled life. Things aren't easy. There's a lot of temptation and trials. And in fact, there's a song we used to sing years ago. Forgive my age. Tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder. How it should be us all the day long, while there are others living around us, never molested, though in the wrong. Farther along we'll know all about it. Farther along we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brothers, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all, by and by. We now see, the Bible says, through a glass darkly. We really, honestly don't understand everything. There was a prophet in the Old Testament called Habakkuk. And in those chapters there, you'll find he is actually having a conversation with God. And he's complaining because he doesn't understand what's going on. He can't understand the mind of God, what's going on. But then at the end of it all, he comes to the uh, the assumption, an absolute assurance that he is God. That he's in charge. And he talks about the love and the power that the living God can bring. This morning I want you to know that God wants you to be people who no matter what is going on in your life and in your world he loves you so much. The Lord Jesus Christ came into our world and died on that cross 2,000 years ago. He rose from the dead three days later and is alive forevermore. He is today not on this earth, he's in heaven. He is waiting for that moment when he's going to come back and when that happens the whole story will change. But right now The Holy Spirit is here. The third part of the Trinity. And the Bible says that he's here to bring to you and to me strength. Strength for the day. Strength to cope with all these things. When you look around and you see other people who appear to be perfectly fine. They're not Christians. They don't go to church. They don't do that kind of thing. But they're okay. And yet there are many people in church, even this morning, right here, who need be touched by God, who need to know the power of the living Christ, to know that despite all of life, he has given us all the knowledge, all the strength we need to live it through. Over the many years, and we referred to it all last week, so I don't want to go over it again particularly, but over the many years, I have watched and seen what God can do. I'm privileged to have been able to be in various parts of the world from time to time. And whether it was in Nigeria or in India, whether it was in Philippines or Papua New Guinea, whether it was down in the south or over in America, wherever it was, the same God, the same power. When we prayed for the sick, they were healed. In India once, I was there and we were talking, we were preaching. And afterwards we asked people to come forward for prayer. And a little 12-year-old girl came and she got jaundice. She was totally yellow. She stood in front of me and the interpreter said to me, you know, well, she's she's got jaundice. Well, I could see that, bless her. So I, I said, okay. And I just prayed for her in Jesus' name. She came from a Hindu family. She was instantly healed. Her skin became absolutely perfect. Her eyes shone. She was transformed. She went home. And the next night she brought her mum, who was also a Hindu. And she came, and she was as bad as the girl was. And I prayed for her with many other people, but she was healed as well. Now, hang on a minute. She's a Hindu. She's not a Christian. That can't work, can it? Well, I've got news for you. It really can. You see, when Jesus was on this earth, you remember the story of the men who took away the roof to lower their sick friend down to Jesus? Jesus healed that man, not because that man had got faith. He was too ill to care. It was because the men who were lowering down had got the faith. And I want to tell you this morning, wherever you are, whoever you are, trust me when I tell you that God loves you so much He's not asking where you come from. He's not asking where you've been. He's not asking you how good you are. Thank God for that. We'd never get anywhere. He just loves you just as you are. There's a story back in the day when Queen Victoria was on the throne here. So that's a very long time, even before me. And she was in a coach one day, and the coach wheel broke. And there was a young urchin boy by the side of the road scruffy and dirty bless him and the man who was the the actual driver of the coach he said well we're going to have to do something your majesty and so they said we'll send this young boy to go and get some help and they looked at him and he thought mm. the queen said yes do that and he came back and she said are you sure it's alright for him because he wanted to get in the coach are you are that sort? she said yes of course you let him come Just as he is. He didn't have to be washed and cleaned and polished. It was enough that he had tried to help and that did it. This morning, the Savior loves you so much. He wants you to know that he has given you all the power you need to live your life. In holiness, to be right, to be blessed and though tempted and tried we will know that it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Those moments in history wherever I've been privileged to be, Yvonne, my wife, has been with me in some of those situations. She couldn't be when we're over in places like India and so on because all the injections you have to have would have killed her. But the fact is that wherever you are, whatever's happened, He is always the same. He's never let anyone down yet, and he's not going to start with you. So much does he love you, so much does he care for you. His divine power gives you everything you need for life and godliness. The coming of Jesus Christ is close. No dates, no time. I'm not professing to know anything like that. I am just telling you a simple truth. That it's in the name of Jesus. Because no matter what circumstance, whatever nationality, whatever language it was, wherever I was, it was in the name of Jesus. And this morning, right here, right now, the Holy Spirit of God is here. He will move in this building and move upon you. And what he will bring to you is a revelation of just how powerful and wonderful the Lord Jesus Christ is. If you have a problem and you're not sure what it is, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you just come for prayer. We will pray with you. If you don't know anything about God in the real sense of the word and you think, well, I'm not sure, that's okay. You know something, There was a man in the boat when Jesus was on the earth and his name was Peter. And he was a guy that he always kind of acted first and and thought afterwards what he should have done. But this time, he got out of the boat. It was a storm, and Jesus was on the water walking towards them. And he said, if it's you, ask me to come to you. So Jesus said, well, come. And so this rough fisherman who, well, bless him, he just did these things. And he stepped out of the boat, horrified all the other people in the boat. I'll tell you now, they were terrified. They, they, what are you doing? Come back, Peter. Don't do that. He got off the boat and walked to Jesus. And he was doing okay until he remembered that he was walking on water. The wind and the waves were about him. And he looked at the wind and the waves and then he began to sink. Jesus reached down, picked him up and here's the thing, they walked back to the boat. It was one of those moments, just a small moment, he took his eyes off Jesus. He became aware of all the storms of life and all the sea around him. But you know what, that guy, he was the one Later on, in years later, after Jesus had gone back to heaven, he was walking down the road and his shadow was enough to heal the sick. I mean, that is power. And it's the power that we have in Jesus' name. I can only tell you this morning that if you just trust him, he will take hold of your life, he will take off your situations, and he will transform them by the power of his spirit. He can bring healing to your body, to your soul, to your mind. And he can just make the difference that you will become a new creation in Christ Jesus. When I was a pastor in Edinburgh, the uh, musician there, the man who played the organ, he, he thought it was a great thing because he would I'd start this chorus when I was supposed to be coming out to the, to the church from the vestry. And it would be, I'm a new creation I'm a brand new man. Old things have passed away. I've been born again. More than a conqueror, that's who I am. I'm a new creation. A brand new man. He thought it was great fun. Some kind of thing for me to come walking in, like some film star or something. I don't know what he thought I was going to do. But that was it. But I was glad with the song, because I was a new creation. I am a new creation. I've been a new creation since I was five years old when I went to a children's crusade in Beeston not far away from here and I gave my life to Jesus I'd heard my parents talk about it of course I had I lived in a Christian home my father was the man who started the church this church but the fact still remains I had to have my experience it wasn't enough to know what my thought my parents knew and I gave my life to Jesus then as a young boy And it was then that the Holy Spirit of God began to move in me. When I was eight years old and you saw the photograph of the shed, that's where I was filled with the Holy Spirit. God doesn't care about who you are, what you are, even me. Poor little Michael. I was the one of three. My oldest brother was a spastic, as we called them in those days. He couldn't walk, talk, or hear, and he never did until the day he died. But it didn't stop my parents loving God. It didn't stop them praying for other people. It didn't stop seeing what was happening in other people's lives. I was the, th- the next one. And my younger brother, Paul, he was a bounder. He did everything you weren't supposed to do. I was a, he was a pastor's son, for goodness sake, you know. I mean, I was told clearly, you know, you don't flirt with the girls. There's too many girls in church, you don't do that. And of course, I didn't. I only went with one, and only kissed one, and that was here this morning, so that was all right. But Paul, now, nah. now nah, he, he did a lot. But you know what, My brother Paul, he became a pastor. He had a big church in Birkenhead. He's still there now, retired, of course. But he, nevertheless, has seen God move by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that's in my father was in me, is in him. And he's seen mighty miracles and wonders, just as I have. I'm here to tell you this morning, we're not talking from what we've seen on a video. I'm not talking about what I've read in a book. This is what we have seen and what we know to be real today, that we have a living Christ who can transform lives and change people's will and And make to them peace and power that you don't know in the normal sense. And if he can do it with my young brother, bless him, he can do it with you. If he can do it with me, he can do it with you. There's nothing special about us. My dad was a lovely man, and he literally gave everything that he had, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. For the gospel's sake and people who knew him back in the day i don't know whether any of you here i know there are some who knew him but he was a gentleman in the real sense of the word he only once shouted at me he stood me there and he said michael i'm very disappointed that's all he needed to do i was broken because when he spoke there was something of compassion, but authority nevertheless, because he was a man of God who knew. And as I said last week, when we built the church in Bonsall Street all those years ago, he had to go back to work because we couldn't go, the church couldn't afford to pay him a salary and build a church. And so for 10 years after that, he had thrombosis in this leg. Did it stop him preaching? No. Did it stop him praying for the sick? No. Were the sick healed? Yes. In Barwash was a crusade. A little girl who was blind was brought to, the, to us in that meeting. I was standing with my father. People thought I was praying with him. I wasn't. I was holding him up. He was doing the praying. A little girl's eyes were restored the next day, she got to go to Derby Hospital for, a, for the opticians to check because they considered she was going totally blind and therefore not much to do. And her eyesight, when they came back, they gave a letter the next day. The mum came to the meeting and said, This is from the Derby Hospital, she has 100% perfect eyes. A simple thing, but my father was in absolute agony. And then we went to a meeting one day, not far from here, with the Pastor Wynne Lewis. He was an evangelist. He was a Welshman, bless him. And, and you know, he was ever so funny because he loved cricket and rugby. But if you were playing with him in cricket and it was his ball, and you said he was out, he said, I'm going to take my ball then. (laughs) What? That was him. That was the way it was. But you know what? He was a man of God. He was a man of power. And when he prayed on that day for my father, 10 years on, my father had been prayed for dozens of times, he was instantly healed on that day. Why, you might ask, why 10 years? I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know, it does not stop God moving in you no matter what the situation is. If you have faith in him, if you put your eyes on him you will be victorious and tonight no even this morning I haven't preached that long you're all right I i we, we know that what's going to happen very simply is this in a moment or two we're going to come to a conclusion not of me preaching that, that finished ages ago but we're going to come to a conclusion of this service but in that process when the musicians come back as they're going to do in a minute I'm going to say to you, if you know this morning that you need to get right with God, then you come out here and we'll pray for you. If you are sick, you come out here, we'll pray for you. In our church in Edinburgh, we had a big communion table. It was exactly the same size as the Ark of the Covenant, the Old Testament, which you may not know anything about. But that communion table was there. And the people would come down from the church, from the balcony, to communion. Every Sunday morning. I would have my elders standing at the front, and their wives, and everyone and myself. And we would say, if you want to have communion, you come forward. But if you don't know Jesus as your saviour, you can't take that until you do. Come and talk to us. If you're sick, come and let us pray with you whatever your circumstance, and people did that. And people were healed right there. No special meeting, just an ordinary service because they had faith. And here's the thing, if you can trust God, you will see this happen. It's all to do with faith. But his divine power has given you everything you need for life and godliness. I trust the Lord will bless you. And do feel free to come forward. I'm just going to be loitering uh, with intent. Although those days of being intense have long since gone, thank goodness. But the fact is that I know God is real. And I know in the simplest way we can literally look at it and say, don't understand it all. Neither did I. I wasn't a theologian when I was a youngster. I'm not a theologian now. People talk about being religious. Do you know what? You can be religious about cleaning your car because that's what it means. That's what the word really means. Just repeating it, doing something else again, being religious. We're not. I'm not religious. What I am is a child of God. What I am is a person who knows whom I have believed and I know he is able to make a difference to your life today. So I'm going to ask the musicians to come back right now. That gives you plenty of time. Not the musicians, I mean others. Look at where you are before God this morning. Our message hasn't been deep and philosophical. It wasn't intended to be. It is a simple matter of truth. And I want you, if you can trust, step out and trust God. He will come into your life and change your world. He will make you a new creation. But that's up to you as they come forward and as they begin to play their songs this morning when they've made their mind up which one we're going to have. It doesn't matter the drummer, you know, he doesn't go by that at all. He just sits the drums, that's all there is to it on that. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it's all inspired, of course. So as they do that now, I'm just simply going to pray a prayer, a simple prayer right now. They're going to play, and if you feel the need this morning to come forward and put what I've said to the test, then you come forward. The elders will come, and they will pray. I will pray, and we'll see God change lives. In Jesus' name. Sovereign Lord, we thank you because you are real, the living Saviour, And as it says in Peter, you have given us everything we need for life and godliness. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you will just touch the lives of men and women here this morning, Lord, that they'll just know that you are real, that they can trust you with their personal circumstance. They can trust you with their health. They can trust you with their life, with their family, everything, because you are God. So now to you be glory. We pray, Savior, that you'll just have your perfect way. In Jesus' name, amen.